Natchcast 23. I'm Mark, he's Josh, together with the Oh Yeah Do to Food. Maybe a little bit better. This episode, proudly sponsored by Spiffly. Ifly, you love natural products at a deal price, head on over to Spiffly. Try to see if you can get behind that wall. You a natural pro? Go find out. Spiffly.is. What I like about our sponsors so far, there's two of them. We all got the same vibe here, creating this conversation about food in new... Enjoy this episode. basement i got uh, an email tell me about it charge kingsbury can't remember what, well it must have been it must have been last episode he was listening to one and he 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 didn't like the music charge kingsbury didn't like the music huh mm-hmm. he said it sounded like something you'd hear in a bad yoga studio i mean that could be true of i didn't reply to that no. a couple different episodes because i'm replying right now on air there you go charge Charging at you, hard charging. You know where that music's from? I don't know that we've really discussed it. Oh, well, maybe we shouldn't. No, we could talk about it a little. Go ahead. Well, uh, we came together uh, on the mic, as it were, not as podcasters, but as musicians, in a little band called New Age Dad. It was when when we both had uh, just our, our firstborns, and they were infants. We'd I think get it together. might have been right before that. We started right before. We they, started when our were wives were pregnant. Gestating. Yeah. And we'd, we'd record, we'd get together every Saturday, record and edit and like master a song, basically. One a day. Released two albums, 10 centimeters and songs from the government school. Mm. Couple of singles. Yep. And so that's, that we, we spelunk the depths of New Age Dad for intro and outro music on Natchcast. So now you know. Yep. Now you know. So, bad yoga studio or not? Well, the band is called New Age Dad, so yeah, you could, you could make, like a semi- make the yoga <laughs> connection. Yeah. It's not as bad an insult as you might think, hurling that into the inbox. While we're on the topic of Charge Kingsbury, though, I had an Instagram post from him. He is at Ned Nimby. And it's just a picture of, uh, let's see, I'll just read the, the, the text for you. Okay. The year was 1979. I was 16. The itch to skate was insatiable. Dad finally bailed on the team sports, and mm-hmm. we built a sick half pipe for my 16th. To say that uh, to say that shaped the rest of my life would be an understatement. Oh, dear Dad, you can see this now. Skateboarding saved and continues to save my life on a daily basis. It's a great old photo of uh, he and his dad framing out a half pipe. I know. It's I was a, touched. It's a touching uh, photo. Mm-hmm. Dave can get, he explores his feminine side on Instagram. (laughs) Wait a minute, charge, charge. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, you outed Charge Kingsbury. (laughs) You know what I like about that photo? I'm probably wrong, but it looks like he's wearing like a painting painting outfit. Like he's going to go paint somebody's house, all white. I thought that was his dad for some reason. Oh, no, what's him? 
Oh yeah, he's tiny. What's that whole white? All that white. I don't remember that fat in skateboarding. Yeah, I think he. Must and it's have like he's got a shock of kind of orange, Bozo the Clown hair coming out of oh, that white oh. hat. Yeah. I mean, it might have been dyed. That last, nothing wrong with our song. No, but he's right. these podcasts. Skateboarding does save. It has saved this podcast. Our two busiest episodes, our most popular episodes, have been skateboarding. <laughs> We would have crumbled without skateboarding. No, it's improved. It's that's the whole point of what we're doing here. Is skateboarding? Yeah, I know. No, it's the we we didn't we should do more on the common conversation. Mm-hmm. Talking about this food stuff across yeah. divides. That's right. That's right, Gilded Insider. Mm-hmm. Spread your wings. Insider, outsider. What else we got? You want to get going? A little. I mean, I don't know what's next. Uh, could talk about his photo some more. Oh, well, I can tell you um, what it reminded me of is there was a house in the neighborhood I grew up in when I was like six or seven and they had a vert ramp in their backyard. What's that? Which there's a difference. Like a mini ramp is what I, two of the houses I had lived in with dudes, the South Side Church of Billy D dudes. Oh. We had mini ramps in the backyard. Doing those cleanses. So it's a half pipe, but it doesn't, it doesn't have vertical transition and it's usually about like three to six feet high, still kind of big, but a vert ramp is something that goes all the way vertical, has about four foot of just vert on it. Four foot? It can have any number of feet of vert, but it's a bigger, bigger ramp, bigger investment, Mm. but you can do like sick, more sick airs. (laughs) You can get super gnar. I know, I know, come on. And actually, uh, vision gator. Yeah, uh, what was I gonna? That's about I it. Tic around there, the yeah, there was there was a there was a uh, vert ramp in my neighborhood growing up, and I didn't skateboard at the time, but I remember driving by sometimes and seeing these kids just blasting on that thing, and it seemed so reckless and awesome and insane. Charge Kingsbury. I don't think it was charge, but but these guys were charging hard. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Two late breaking news news items. Okay, that didn't make our outline, but we'll just cram in here at the front. Mm-hmm. Once I find them, Hampton Creek, FDA warning letter to Hampton Creek. More of this just mayo stuff. You Damn. can't call yourself mayonnaise if you don't have eggs. And this and, is from the FDA this time? Uh-huh. Why do they give a shit? What are they, the fucking mayo police now? I don't know. Do you think Unilever like said, okay, we'll drop it on our front and avoid the bad PR, but start needling FDA to take a look? Seems possible. Who knows? That thought occurred to me, but it's also when you're running fast. I was going to say fast and loose, but let's just go fast. When you're running fast as a company, these things sort of creep up on you. You get the attention. People sort of fine-tooth comb you. So they got, they got, a, they got to respond to it in a couple of weeks. The, the big deal being, can you call yourself just Mayo? They'd have to change their whole damn name. And the other one, there was some uh, claim stuff about their cholesterol we're cholesterol free and they're not talking about that the right way so well the other danger of course being that the class action lawyers swarm now well i mean what do they do do they fight this or do they pivot pivot on this for a while pivot on mayonnaise pivot pivot on mayonnaise. they need to pivot on mayonnaise pivot at the top of the vert ramp pivot at full vert fakey pivot rock what the word mayonnaise kind of sucks that's, Not if you're looking to buy mayonnaise. No, I'm saying it's weird to spell. Like anyone writing a grocery list, 
when you they get some mayonnaise, spelling mayonnaise, they're like, ugh. You know what's easier than spelling mayonnaise? Mayo. I know. But if you need to pivot, why not make that your pivot? You like, pivot on this one. We didn't while. like spelling mayonnaise anyway. We call ours manase. It could be like manass, but M-A-N-A-I-S-E. Or just M-A-N-A-S-S. So here we go. E. We've ideated for you, Hampton Creek. And if you gotta change your name. Change it from mayonnaise or from to mayo. Manass. To manass. I need some just manass. Second story would be, this is quick, mm. but I guess encouraging. I don't know. Germany follows Scotland's example with move to ban all GM crops and opt out of EU approvals. Well. That's from uh, uh, Independent. The uh, what? The Independent. So wait, where was uh, the proposed... Just, you know. The proposed uh, conglomeration of Syngenta... Oh, and there's Monsanto. news there, too. Was that supposed to be in Switzerland? They were willing to move from, where are they, Crevco? Oh, Coeur d'Alene. No, they're not in Coeur d'Alene. I think they are in Coeur d'Alene. No, they're not in Coeur d'Alene. Who's in Coeur d'Alene? I know we've talked about Coeur d'Alene before. Coeur d'Alene is like a resort lake on the border between Washington State and Idaho. I've been through Coeur d'Alene multiple times. Okay. I you know think all Monsanto's about Coeur there? Check it. You could while I make this brief point. This. Yeah. Is that if, 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 uh, if Syngenta and Monsanto become Ubel AgroWorks, as we predicted they will, nope, don't. And, have, and have a new uh, base in Switzerland, I think it was, they're going to be surrounded by all these non-GMO countries. Kravker, Missouri, insider. Coeur d'Alene's a much... Point yeah. insider. All right. Now listen, don't well, put your foot in your mouth because they, there was a kerfuffle over this proposed merger. It was like, oh, we really want them. We really want them. We're going to change terms. I think just this morning, I think I saw that they dropped it. They said, ah, we can't do it. But did they do that because they really don't want them anymore? They can't come to terms? Or did they do that to, like, play the press a little bit? I think they did it. Fine. We don't want them. They don't want us. We don't want them. You know why they did it? They heard Natchcast coming down the alleyway, yeah. banging that lead pipe on dumpsters. <laughs> they knew... <laughs> They knew we were coming for them. They knew they'd have to change the name to Ubel AgroWorks. Fuck yeah, that's what the people want. That wasn't going to go <laughs> well for them. No. Mm. Oh. All right. You're making I've, a lot of noise. I've, I've, who cares? A lot of incidental noise. I'm, I'm running fast and loose this one. I can tell. I like that you didn't put any of these, you put none of these fucking news updates in the duck. You just want to hit me with them I cold, just did huh? it. Yeah, I just did it today. That's, we're moving on. Those were just quick hits. Okay. So we got, we got our, what's our uh, watch list? Scotland. Got to put Germany on there now. Always France, France, France. and UC Davis. <laughs> UC Davis. Which city is UC Davis in in California? Davis, Davis, Davis California. Okay, that's easy to remember. What are, what is think, this collection of? But you know what? <laughs> Germany doesn't get points just for bandwagon banning something. France is on the list because they're doing all sorts of great stuff. Green rooftops, no throwing away food. These are more important things. Okay, I'm going to throw these at you. Than having hissy fits over and I GMO. Want honest, authentic response to each <laughs> one of these ridiculous puns. Okay. New Hope 360 article by Rick Polito. Pro? Uh, what? Two to be determined. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Who's mm. it by? Well, maybe he doesn't want his name on it. I think it's by him. I'm pretty sure it is. Wow, you're just outing, <laughs> outing Kingsbury. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. This week in parenthesis, fake, close parenthesis, nutrition history. Okay. So you get the joke. 2004, Atkins bombs off Broadway 
At the height of the low-carb craze in the early 2000s, Robert Atkins was the go-to diet guru, but Atkins the musical may have been a jump-the-shark moment. You're making a weird face already. Though sharks are famously high-protein. That's just gross. <laughs> Staged off-Broadway, the musical was a small but infamous flop, and some attribute the resulting ridicule to deflating the low-carb bubble. The soundtrack, still available, available on iTunes, features such numbers as... Are you ready? This is where the puns come in? These are all... We got a bunch of puns. Okay. So maybe we should rate them. Like a letter grade. Let's just read them. Yeah. I'll, you want me to give the letter grade? Yep. You, okay. Because you haven't seen... Yeah. You haven't seen this. Beep. Beef girls don't cry. Beef girls don't cry? Beef girls. D plus. It's my party and I'll fry if I want to. B minus. Spare rib to heaven. Spare rib to heaven? <laughs> yeah. That one actually gets an A. I like that one. It makes It's nonsensical in the extreme. L- let it beef. Let it beef. That one beefs. That one gets a D minus. Veeled with a kiss. F. <laughs> Staking alive. Uh, B minus. Feel like bacon love. B, B plus. Feel like bacon love. Bow, no, bow, bow, bow. Feel like bacon love. Wow. That was special. I got away that, from the mic to do that. That no? gets an A. <laughs> Brazed and confused. Brazed and confused? Is that a song? That's a movie. I don't it? know. Dazed and confused? <laughs> You're right. No, that's a Blood Zeppelin song, Dazed and Confused. Is it? Okay. You can sing it for us? Bloodhead. Nope. Get the lead out, Mark. Smoke on the trotter. Smoke on the trotter. <laughs> oh, God. Eleanor Pig's Feet. So th- is that two back-to-back <laughs> pig feet puns? Yeah. That's kind of nice. At least they're yeah. organizing thing. Like they really thought through. Like this, there's a story arc developing it in is. these song titles. Well, you, if you only knew, I could I could read you the entire lyrics to Eleanor's pig feet. Eleanor's, the Eleanor's Eleanor's pig. Eleanor feet. pig's feet. Eleanor's pig's feet. <laughs> uh, I don't like that one that much. It's a C. I want to be serrated. Serrated. Serrated knife. No, I know what a serrated knife is, but I don't. That's not. Necessarily protein centric, so that right, gets I'm a skip that one. D minus. The, the lamb fries down on Broadway. I w- I'm gonna read a few here. I want to hold your ham. Wham bam, thank you, lamb. Fifty ways to love your liver. Rocky Mountain thigh. <laughs> Rocky Mountain thigh. I don't like that one. Every roast has its thorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, this. This is not even good. Grill friend in a coma. Grill friend in a coma. Grill friend. It's not even a word. No, it's not. Well, my grill friend, but it's in a coma because I'm off the diet. Wish you were hair. Don't don't fear the grouper. Another one bites the duck. I fought the lard and the lard won. All right. See, they needed to edit this list. There's no there's no musical that that would have that many songs. So you need to go through it. He got got on a roll. No, you got on a roll, but then you go back. You cut out some. I like, I think Spare Rib to Heaven might be our collective favorite. Yeah. This reminds me of a fun game. This was actually a game played by members of the Southside Church of Billy D quite frequently while we were drinking 40s. And it's a simple game. You just take any song, usually a song title. You could do a movie if you want to, but you, re- you replace, and this is, this is Natchcast relevant here. You replace the word love with lunch. Feel like making lunch. Lunch in an elevator. 
What would be another one? There were some good ones. What's lunch got to do with it? What's lunch got to do, got to do with it? Lunch. All of my lunch. All of my lunch. All of my lunch to you. I was making a video. Thank you. Do you have any any ideas? Are you going to contribute at all to the, uh, to the lunch game, lunch love? Well, I'm sure we've got some on this pun list. No. I fought the lunch and the lunch one. No, no I fought the lo- It's the word love. You replaced oh, love with lunch. Not law. No, there are rules. Lunch. Anyway. Lunch, lunch me do. See? There you go. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Product right. introduction. Okay. Mama Chia. It's not, that's not new to me, but go ahead. No, they got a new line here. Greens-based stuff. I'm going to read you some of these flavors, and I want to know if you drink them. See that picture? Mm-hmm. I can't see you drinking this. That's why I want to know your response. You know, flavors real quick. You know who loves these things? Is uh, my young celiac son. We buy the pouches. They have them in little pouches. Unproven. My gluten-sensitive son likes the pouches of Mama Chia. That's a free product plug. I love plug. that I have a feud over your sons. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. Yeah. Uh, Trip to the ER, still not convinced. Ginger and lemongrass. Kale and mint. Beet and ginger, cayenne, and lemon. Yes, For those of you counts. who haven't had a mama chia, chia seed inside, it's absorbed some liquid and is puffed up a little bit. Yeah, it's almost like you're drinking tapioca. Yeah. I thought you were against this whole thing. No, oh, like no, you chia. just don't put it in smoothies because of this reason. Yeah, it makes them congeal. Well, same thing, right? But I love, have you seen that product? It's just called Chia Pod. It's like, yeah, looks, yeah, it's yeah. like a little of miniature yogurt cup. You open oh. it, it's got a spoon right in the lid. Have I seen that? I... That was, I helped ideate. I was. I had that on my deck years ago. I'm sure you did. Yeah, slides in front of the yeah. Gilded Insider. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. Come on. It's going to be hard to find. You didn't know about the lunch game. That's going to be my one victory. I want to know about karate. That's the last thing on this housekeeping list. Oh right. This is a. This kind of ties back to something we discussed in a previous episode too. We were uh, talking two episodes ago about uh, the onion. The nation's premier satirical news source. And just the tip was listening. He was. but th- So they were doing sponsored content um, with the, oh, yeah. like a dairy association yeah, promoting dairy. Big dairy. But our main bone to pick with it was just that the writing was incredibly bad. An on- the Onion article, a true Onion article is always a, a work of, of magnificence. Because what they do is they stick to AP style. They stick to the inverted triangle format of... Traditional newspapers, so that's what makes it so funny. Ooh, is it journalist. like it's very familiar? There's a journalist among us. So just the tip sends us this, uh, and it relates to something we talked about last week too. Me and my doing my karate. Just the tip is a listener, in case you aren't aware of that. At just the tip or at J- oh, God, we always get JT tip you botch it dot org at JTT dot org. I think is his Instagram handle. Defay will tell us. Yeah. He, uh, so here's the headline. <laughs> Grown adult walks right into karate studio. <laughs> Cape Coral, Florida. Marcus Webster, a full-grown adult with a job, responsibilities, and who stopped being 10 years old over 25 years ago, was observed walking into a karate studio yesterday, sources confirmed. See, that's the touch. Sources confirmed. They're genius. They're, they're pro. 
Onlookers said that Webster did not enter the location, which the 38-year-old man earnestly refers to as a dojo, accompanied by a child, but was in fact there on his own in order to become better at karate. This is you. God, this is you. Ow. I know. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's a great article. And But Stuart. Yeah, he, if, if you're wondering, listen to the last episode. Josh waxed poetic about his, what were your moves called? Then I did the Hijini Manawara. No, I said Shiro Obi no Kata, which is the white belt. I had to do the white belt kata, which is like you're in fighting, you're fighting an invisible person, kind of, and you're just doing the moves. Thank you. Um, But Stuart, I'm going to out him since you outed Kingsbury. Stuart is just the tip.org. Stuart is really into Brazilian jiu jitsu. He is? When did that happen? Oh, he's been doing it for probably like three years. With our friend? With Sus, yeah, yeah, they're they're bros. They they totally they, he's, he went to the same. You're blowing my mind. I didn't know. Jim, I thought you knew all this. Whoa, no Denver gossip. Yep, uh, and he's into like I'm. Gonna, here's the pronunciation. I'm probably gonna mar Muay Thai kickboxing. I think I got it. I think I nailed I it. Yeah, I don't know. I remember one of his early injuries from kickboxing was he that there was a shin collision. He was sparring with someone and their shins just hit bone to bone. And he had this like egg-sized bruise for like oh, half nothing. a year. Come it was on. disgusting. You know what it's like, rib and back. Yeah. Give, me I a, think give me a shin contusion any day. Dislocated shoulder, let's not forget. Oh. One more point I wanted to make, though, about these injuries. Now, we have to draw a line because a back injury is something unto itself. It's terrible. Oh, thank you. Great. It's hard. No, I mean, it's just hard to, like, what my point is that, like, a rib injury and a dislocated shoulder, while frustrating and a little bit painful and uh, humbling, it's also a bit of a gift in a sense. Like, gives you perspective mm, a on reminder, things. Yeah. A reminder that you are going to die and that. But that you, you will overcome this small hurdle. Right. And, like, I, my shoulders have always been a little susceptible to popping out of socket. So, having it pop out so violently, I'm like, well, I don't want this to happen again. Are you going to give up the dojo? No, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to do, I've been doing a lot more shoulder exercises. Just wear a lot of pads. No, just building more muscle in my shoulders. Well, if you look at Charge Kingsbury's Instagram, 50, how many, uh, 25 years ago, he was building the half pipe? Yeah. No. 25. When he, he was 16. When he was 16. So 1970. I don't know. Yeah. No, he still skates. I, still I wanna, skates. He's padded up. That's smart. I'm just saying you should get padded up. No, but the other thing is he's... I want you to go into that dojo like a Michelin man and okay. go, I'm ready. I wouldn't be surprised if that ramp that he was building with his dad is a vert ramp because in the 70s, you didn't see a lot of like mini mini ramps that weren't vert ramps. Okay. People wanted to skate vert. That was the big... That's That was the form factor of skateboarding was vert. So Great. it probably was a vert ramp. If you grew up skating vert, when you... Kind of like the form factor of food right now is natural and organic. Yeah. So if you're, if you're in a vert ramp and you bail out of a trick, you go to your knees and you slide down the ramp on your knees. Mm-hmm. But if you're more accustomed to skating street and skating smaller ramps, you run out of, you bail out of a trick, you run. So some younger skaters. So what does he have in his backyard? Run out of shit on vert ramps too. It looks like he had kind of a mini ramp, but. I think what you saw, bowls, what he was building is different. Because then when he. No, 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 I know. I'm, what he has in his yard is different, and it might not even be full vert, but I'm saying if he grew up skating vert, I've seen it. It's he's a- going to be accustomed to sliding out of uh, failed tricks on his knees, so he might still wear knee pads. We'll get him on. Point made. We've got to get him on. Let's interview him at the his intersection house. Of, oh, you want to drive? That's a. I just want to sesh that ramp. <laughs> it's been a while. Sesh that ramp. Yep. 
I'm getting flexy with the lingo, man. Woo. All right, we got some news. You're up. I don't get to talk about my... Well, I guess I kind of concluded my thought about injuries, learning from injuries. Yeah, it was well said. I don't but when, my back, when I had back problems, it steeled my resolve to sculpt my abs. Does it sound like there's a... And not have that happen again. I think it's this thermos. Ooh, weird. It almost sounds like crickets. What is that doing? Just air trapped? Yeah, ready? Gardening in the Apocalypse. Five reasons to build your own forest garden by Ashley Wren Collins. Go! I wasn't quite ready. Damn it. I was playing with the thermos, man. All right, so this was in Huffington Post. I think this is our first Huffington Post article. Oh, and our last. So quick to judge. Huffpo. Uh, so you know how many typos are in that article? It's mind-numbing. Well, have you read articles on yeah. the pace of work at Huffington Post? No. It's obscene. I've read articles people on the internet, and people they don't are last there very long. with typos. People oh. either, like, burn out and quit, or they stick it out until they become one of her, like, circle of advisors. Aren't, isn't 90% of their stuff just posted by guests and grabbed from other things? It's not I don't know their right. No, they have, they created their own content, too. Okay, okay. So, okay. Okay. So the idea here okay. is that you build your own forest garden. Yeah. Are you going to interrupt me as I start reading I'm the quote? Done. That okay. was it. Derived from woodland ecosystems and incorporating layers of fruit trees, nut trees, herbs, and perennial vegetables, root plants, ground cover plants, and a vertical layer of vine plants. Excuse me. A vertical layers of vine plants. I'm going to correct the typos as I go. Mm, please don't. That's how pro I am. Forest gardening is a for, I just hit the mic. Forest gardening is a low maintenance and sustainable gardening system that also yields a useful food supply. Ooh. Farming the woods, says Dave, Jackie, and others, advocate that in forest <laughs> what? See? Okay. This is in unintelligible. Yeah, that in forest gardening we want to mimic, mimic capitalized forest gardening. Yeah, well that's a thing now. It's it's smart. it's TM. Your phone's getting Yeah, up. I heard you. Anyway, we don't need to read the rest of this. We want to mimic once planted. You can watch your garden take care of itself. So you needn't have a lot of land to start your own forest garden. You can you can begin with a space as small as a thirty foot by sixty foot. As oh, as thirty by sixty foot. Oh yeah, that was right. That was that was that was my typo. And up your acreage from there. And then their whole intro to this article was like that. This is a a a way to survive. Well, I didn't do the intro. No, but the last line's good. Armageddon? Bah! Look on the bright side. At least you don't have to go hungry or have ingested arsenic GMOs and plastic chemicals. Yep. So. So what's your point? There really wasn't one. I just thought, it, you know what it reminded me of? Is Who's going to really build their own woodland paradise in their backyard? Oh, uh, no one. All right. But what it reminded me of was our Excuse talk me. last week about how easy it is to just farm crickets. And we were wondering why hasn't anyone done that in Walking Dead yet? Why hasn't there been a cricket farming character? That that character could also be a forest gardener. Nicely done. You're you're. It's called depth. a call. It's called a callback. You're you're spelling out. Yeah, call, it is. It is called a callback, but it's also a depth of character that you're developing that is really going to sell this AMC. I know, and I'm also doing the good work of directing people to previous episodes. If you're a first time listener, go back to the archive, and you'll. Which one was that one where we did the? Uh, it was the. It was last. It was last week. Yeah, a lick off Lucky Peach. Ooh. What's next? We're up to food tech. Farren Krug's Recombinetics. 
this scientist might end animal cruelty unless GMO hardliners stop him by Cat McGowan, Mother Jones. Pro? Uh, no idea. Hmm. Eh, probably not. <laughs> I don't Look at the judgmental insight. <laughs> I don't know. Did you read this one? Uh, yeah, some of it. <clears throat> Interesting stuff, huh? Kinda. <laughs> so the article begins with the dehorning of, was it dairy cattle? Just cattle. Yeah, but calves, like young. Calves, young calves. Apparently there was some leaked video on ABC News. A while of, ago, you, a hot iron, you burn off that horn, right? It starts to grow in and they don't like that. I don't, feel I don't think they know the difference. <laughs> they don't like it. Pain and joy are all the same <clears throat> to farm animals. So the reason I'm highlighting this one is because we got the gene editing coming back in. See mm-hmm. how it's coming from lots of different areas. Mm. Big deal. CRISPR. Well, you know, I, that was my audio cue for CRISPR. Yeah, I don't know if CRISPR <laughs> needs an audio cue just yet. Um, quote, while many older genetically engineered organisms contain genes from a different species, like the tomato with a fish gene spliced in, we all love that one, the new technology does not require the use of foreign DNA, and he, meaning Farenkrug, just at first spot plans, on at, name pronunciation, by the way, at first plans to use only variations that already occur in the species. His hornless Holsteins are all cow. <laughs> Is it species or species? Species. I species. 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 Rhymes species. With species. I'm catching a lot of breath on this new mic setting. There's a simple solution. You just move back about a half inch. Okay. How about right here? Yeah. You're giving me a lot of editing work this week. His hornless Holsteins are all cow. All cow, baby. All man, all cow. Mm -hmm. The pigs are all pig. Just man ass. What's more, gene editing is extremely precise. As the name suggests, it's a little like a... This is... I like this because it tells people... It's a little like word processing. Mm-hmm. Just as a skillful editor can delete or add a word to improve a sentence without interfering with the structure of a document. Or improve a list of uh, made-up song titles. Gene editing makes it possible to change or disable a single gene without changing the meaning of the rest of the genome, by which they mean animal. Mm-hmm. With this technology, we'll be able to incorporate valuable traits from obscure breeds all around the world, developing new breeds that are hardy and healthy without the slow, unpredictable work of crossbreeding. It's slow and unpredictable. So, I, you know, the premise here being that you could <clears throat> avoid significant moments of animal cruelty yeah. in the rearing of cattle uh-huh. by just breeding out some of these problems like horns. And maybe that doesn't seem as off-putting as GMO technology to date has i'd but, agree with you there but then but then but don't you hear that point the messy work of crossbreeding it's like oh yeah we could just breed this stuff out too we don't have to go all transgenic messy, on it that's harder there's a lot of semen involved is there ever Straws because the best it. part of this article far in krug's biggest problem may turn out to be not regulators skeptical consumers or anti-gmo activists but a conventionally bred two-year-old black-and-white hornless Holstein bull by the name of View Home Powerball. <laughs> yeah, and straws of Powerball semen. How much are those going for? Wait, wait, wait. They're wait, pretty wait. cheap. The Holstein Breed Association formula predicts that Powerball, bred for first-class dairy genetics, will soon rank among the nation's top five breeding bulls as measurement. <clears throat> for just $1,000, dairy farmers can buy 10 straws of Powerball semen, enough to breed dozens of cows. I love that the semen comes in straws. 
Um, you love that, huh? It's evocative. But also, I mean, you think, of, I think previously a lot of people probably think like, oh, Kobe, Kobe beef cattle have it the best, right? They get fed sake all day. They get massaged constantly. Powerball is getting jacked off. <laughs> How many times a day? How much money you want to make? Well, I'm saying those, those uh, straws are relatively inexpensive. How much is it for 10 straws? A little plastic straw? Probably a penny a straw. No, 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 no. A straw full of his semen. How oh, much is that? $1,000. $1,000. For 10 straws. Yes. Yeah. That's $100 a straw. Yeah. I wonder how many, how many emissions, like if one. Probably one straw, right? You think one straw per. No, I'll bet you they. Per could, climax. Could be a big load coming. I would imagine a big bowl would come about a pint. Could be. And you could get probably could 20 straws. 20. I'm thinking 20. Per load. Two grand. But, two grand per load. But to make this viable. This episode sponsored by <laughs> Spiffly. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> no, I was just. Oh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. I just okay. want to throw that in there. <laughs> you want them to be lumped in with cow cum? <laughs> no. Just want to get Bravo. Uh, so that, that. Oh, but my other point about this article, I think is going to be that. Uh, I think if you, if you want the convenience again, we're coming back to convenience. It's been a while. The convenience of milk at the grocery store. Yeah. And you can't be a dick about it. So you know what? You have to deal with some GMOs if it's going to make this cow's life oh. better. <laughs> Why don't you put your you don't precious think, human life on the line a little bit? You don't believe in the power of View Home Powerball to just change the game? No, I think it's a Because he's hornless. It's a combination. Yeah, make it all happen? Yeah. It's Powerball. <laughs> it's Powerball coming in mason jars, and then it's um, fucking you Frank. sucking it out with a straw. <laughs> no, it's Doctor Frankenstein. One straw at a time. Dehorning them with the edit key, the delete key. <laughs> wow, it's a great story, huh? Yeah, interesting is. to think about. Took us to a wonderful place where I got to say semen more than I've ever said it on this podcast. Organic recall. Yes. Recalls of organic food on the rise. Report says by Stephanie Strom, New York Times. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Organic food products accounted for 7% of all food units recalled so far this year, compared with 2% of those recalled last year. According to data from FDA, Department of Agriculture, and Stericycle. That sounds ominous. In 2012 and 2013, only 1% of total units of food recalled were organic. Quote, what's striking is that since 2012, all organic recalls have been driven by bacterial contamination. <gasps> like salmonella, listeria, and hepatitis A, rather than a problem with a label, Mr. Pollock said. Who that is, we don't know, because I'm just looking at a... We're not allowed quote. to open the article. This is a fairly serious and really important issue because a lot of consumers just aren't aware of it. You got a big shrug. Yeah. It's organic. It's Mother Earth. It's going to be a little bit messier. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, messy. It's got, it's, got like... some, it's got them crobes crawling on it. Yeah, much like jerking off a cow, you can expect a mess. Jeez. <laughs> that's the last time I'll go there, I promise. I mean, unless there's a really compelling reason. I don't think that's true, yeah. Wow. Excuse me. One more time. Oof. Don't make slurping sounds after we've been talking about semen straws. No, I, almost, I almost fell over. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're not surprised by... Or, they can quibble with the data and how you're measuring this stuff, but I don't know. Would you be surprised if organic food was subject to more recalls than conventional food, heavily sprayed with pesticides and neutering agents? I guess not. Yeah, right? Yeah. 
I mean, they, like you, maybe with, with meat, you'd expect more conventional recalls. Oh, we're going to get to meat. The slaughterhouse conditions are tend to be a little more uh, susceptible to. Oh, you hold that thought. Ecolite contamination. Irradiated meat coming up in the second half of this podcast. Yep. But okay. now, a word from Spiffly. Hey, Mark, uh, what is Spiffly exactly? Oh, what is Spiffly? Yeah, that was my question. It's where, uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I know a lot. Maybe you know too much. I do know too much. This is Josh. Mark. This is where natural products industry, this is where they go to shop. Mm. You ever heard of a pro deal? You know what a pro deal is? What's a pro deal? <sighs> there was a great skate company back in the day called the New Deal. Anything like well, that? Okay, I bet you skate, skating would apply. Think about a pro deal. What does that mean to you? Uh, it means that I have arrived at a station in life where I'm afforded special pricing on some of my favorite products. Oh! Am I close? Pretty good. Okay, okay. Why? Because you're a pro. Yeah, I'm a pro. Common practice in the outdoor industry. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I went I went to Spiffleton to create my account. They're bringing it to natural and organic food. It recognized my email address. It knew I was a pro. So it there's did. like some sort of built-in pro detection technology. Not sure what the algorithm is there or how they're doing it, but it knew I was a pro. Are you a pro? I'm, I'm asking the listeners. Are you a pro? Yes. No. <laughs> you know how you find out? Spiffly.is. Spiffly.is. But it's more than just a piece of software that lets you decipher whether or not you're an industry pro. Yeah, it's a lot more than that. It's a place where you can shop for some of your favorite products. You know products. what, dude? I'm going to get on it. Do. I'm looking at it because I've used it. And you know what I bought? I bought some good spread peanut butter. boy, Which is good. Is it spreadable? It's got honey in it. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys are on a mission. To spread peanut butter around? To spread good. Oh, okay. They do it. Every jar you buy, this hyper-fortified peanut butter mana, mana goes to prevent kids from starving. So it's like the Tom's Shoes of peanut butter. Well, there's a one-to-one thing going on. Or the peanut butter of Tom. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the Tom's say that. Okay, I just did. But you know what happens at Spiffly? I got this thing for like two, three bucks a jar. That sounds like a good deal. I got a pro deal is what I got. (laughs) Peanut butter's expensive. I got a pro deal. You know what I saw in there that I like? I don't remember the name of it, so scroll down and find it for me. It's a a pancake mix. I got it at home, Birch Benders. Yeah, but I get the gluten-free kind for my faux celiac son. So and I what? tell you what, it is good. Like that pancake mix. Oh, wait, you do get it? Yes. I, I think well, you I, need to get it on Spiffly. I know. I, th- dude, that's what I'm telling you. Oh. I looked on there and I saw it. I was like, oh, this is something I buy that is really good. Like I'm, fluffy, you know, uh, well, I'm line at cook style pancakes. I haven't used it Gluten-free. Yet. No, okay. You get a discount. I think you buy six, six bags at once. I'm looking at it right now. It's at least 30% off. Pro. Pow. Deal. Yeah. Spiffly. It's what they're doing. Pro deals for the natural products industry. You find out if you're, you're a pro by going to spiffly.is. Mm-hmm. Type in your email. See what flies. That's right. And if you're a... If you're if, not a pro, they'll get back to you and say, why aren't you? If, if you're a natural food ninja or rock star, it's a place for you. Look, and we're back. Woo. Thanks, Spiffly. Yep. Uh, up next, Big Trouble in Little Waimea. Waimea is what I would say. Big trouble in Little Waimea. And I would, a little quieter. I'd say it a little quieter. Big trouble in Little Waimea. It's a good title, though. Good job. Yep. Uh, 
Pesticides in Paradise, Hawaii's spike in birth defects puts focus on GM crops by Christopher Pala in The Guardian. Pro? Oh, so that's the actual title of the article. The Big Trouble in Little Waimea is your title. That's my title for your the clever, segment. Your clever segment title. Yeah, I think The Guardian I knew that. could take some tips. So here's what's happening. Jesus, you got a lot of quotes here. I don't have to read them all. But Good. check this out. Pediatrician Carla Nelson remembers catching sight of the unusually pale newborn, then hearing an abnormal heartbeat through the stethoscope and thinking that something was terribly wrong. The baby was born minutes before with a severe heart malformation that would require complex surgery. What worried her is she waited for the ambulance plane to take the infant from Waimea to the island of Kauai, or I'm sorry, to take the infant from Waimea on the island of Kauai to the main children's hospital in Honolulu on another Hawaiian island, was that it was the fourth one she had seen in three years. Waimea, a small town of low pastel wood houses built, for southwest, built in southwest Kauai, for plantation workers in the 19th century, now sustains its economy mostly from a trickle of tourists on their way to a spectacular canyon. Perhaps 200 people work full-time for four giant chemical companies that grow the corn, all of it exported on some, some 12,000 acres, leased mostly from the state. So you got uh, all this... In Kauai, chemical companies Dow, BASF, Syngenta, and DuPont... Couldn't be Ubel Agro Works because there's no Monsanto in there, right? No, but it's spray seven, <laughs> quite evil. Spray 17 times more pesticide per acre, mostly herbicides, along with insecticides and fungicides. That's pretty much all the sides. Yeah. Uh, then on ordinary cornfields in the U.S. mainland, according to the most detailed study of the sector, that's because they are precisely testing. What was that? It sounded like a car, maybe. It's a truck, man. Oh, it's a truck outside? Yeah. Jeez, we normally don't hear cars driving by. <laughs> That's because they are precisely <laughs> testing the strains of resistance to herbicides that kill other plants. About a fourth of the total are called restricted-use pesticides because of their harmfulness. Just in Kauai, 18 tons, mostly atrazine. Uh-oh. Paraquat? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And? Uh, chlorpherous? Chlorpherous? Chlorpherous. Chlorpherous? Were applied in 2012. World Health Organization announced the, also announced that glyphosate sold as Roundup. Most common of the non-restricted herbicides is probably carcinogenic in humans. That's the non-restricted. This is the restricted shit. And here's the spooky shit. When the spraying is underway and the wind blows downhill from the fields to the town, a time no spraying should occur, residents complain of stinging eyes, headaches, and vomiting. Your eyes and lungs hurt. You feel dizzy and nauseous. It's awful, says middle school special, special oh, education teacher Howard Hurst. Who was present at two evacuations? Quote, here 10% of the students get special ed services, but the state average is 6.3%. He says, it's hard to think pesticides don't play a role. It's good when your middle school special ed teachers are up in arms. And breathing in a bunch of yeah. pesticide drift from the restricted mm. category. And then there's this interesting... This sounds bad. It sounds really bad. It sounds this... like there's this tiny little area that's getting just walloped. With the heavy-duty stuff. Yeah, and because it's, like, kind of off the map and as if in terms yeah. of Hawaii well, tourist trade, like, kind of not I that big a deal. But I didn't read the article. Is it because there is it this, like, a test zone for these big agrochemical... I think it is, and because uh, it talks about how they, like, a lot of this spraying is to get the soil, like, ster as sterile as possible. So this, we had this tweet, oh, yeah. too. Precisely uh, testing. That's what at Nicolette Wiley. Is that... N Nicola Twilly. <laughs> 
Nicola Twilly. Oh, obviously. Of Super Pro. Well, sort I, of, it, just a fascinating figure in the food world. Okay. Food science. Inquisitive mind. Popular podcast called Gastropod. Writes for The New Yorker. Okay. Interviewed her at NBJ back. I'm sure you did. You bet I did. We're going to get her on here. Uh, why don't you read that? Because it's cropping funny and I can't see it. But her tweet says. F- fascinating. Article linked linking to this article. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Article implies Hawaii birth defects are linked to GMO crops when actually the link is to pesticides. Yes, but the link goes back to GMO crops, I think, because the heavy pesticide use, it seems like, is prepping the soil so they can test their GMO corn. It's related. Well, I think both points are valid. Yeah, it's not the GMOs making the people sick, but it's, right. the, it's the cleansing of the palate for these GMO cleansing the earth they're scorching the fucking earth so they can grow this shit i the, yeah and that's I, what's I think, making the kids well sick. i think yeah but and, but she's also making the point in i think i don't know a little tweet but that we are very quick to make the jump right yeah the villain here's gmo not pesticides when it could be like well you could actually do the, some gmo crops in this area and without spraying the 17 time dosage of the heavy duty mm-hmm. poriquat paraliferous that one mm-hmm Nobody's heard of that one yet. Not yet. You'd have a different villain. It's been on your radar for years, I'm sure. No. This is terrifying. Why did you move this article on here? I don't... Oh, yeah, because it's completely relevant to what we talk about, man. Oh, yeah. It's fucking sad. It's sad. A lot of people people in the Hawaii... Well, it's more just like these kind of... Vacation... Forgotten, impoverished, like, small communities that just get dumped on by these a-hole companies. It's like New Zealand. It's like these zones, are there zones of um, less tainted ecosystem available in the world? People think New Zealand, I'm going to go there and spend my life and not have to breathe in toxins. Well, I guess you ain't going here. I guess not. That's a dog moving around up there. God, there's so many. Oh, what? I think, uh, I think he's like probably chewing on, he's like itching his nutsack with his teeth. And it's like he's causing with, he's with ball, Powerball, view, 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 <laughs> view. What was that? His Powerball's name. All you need to know is Powerball. Yeah, no, I want the full name. Hold Powerful on. balls. View. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about last week. Like they're giving away free GMO rice to poor ass farmers. View home Powerball. Yeah, it's like you just. We'll just test this shit out on poor people. Or on, is it on? Is the community poor? Because I haven't read the article. It sounds like they are. They get a trickle of tourist activity coming through, and it's a small area. It's like, these people, we can do this off radar. So if you're Ubo AgroWorks, you're probably like, of course, we're going to go to a remote area and try to have as low impact as possible. And just kill a few kids. But then we're going to go nuts with it, and it's going to drift down to the special ed team at they the must be on to some school. some amazing discovery they're like double time uh, yeah. we gotta just spray uh, the fuck, fuck we it. gotta move forward screw this with this crop that aren't people not even supposed to like don't a lot of people have trouble digesting corn <laughs> am i making that up <laughs> there's a lot of problems with corn yeah <laughs> yeah so you're all right you're the whole chain is compromised in your mind the pesticides the gmos the over corning <laughs> like why do we need so much corn well, we don't it's all subsidized. Most of it gets yes. burned and thrown out, right? We, like you we can't, haven't talked you about can't, this? I don't know if we've directly, but you can't make cost-efficient fuel out of it. Have you read Fast Food Nation? It's been a while, but yeah. Moving on. Okay. That just makes me sad. It was designed to. I Sons to... of bitches, man. Sons of bitches. Four of them. This is our earth. 
that's apparently it's theirs for a while, and then it's someone else's. See, that's yeah. Oof, just scorched it. Like it makes me sad to think of nice folk like you and I and our listeners getting stamped out when the earth becomes uninhabitable. But I would f- say nine out of ten listeners. The silver lining is that buttholes at these terrible companies are out of business too. Like yeah. end game's the same for you wing nuts too. It's a short uh, it's a short leash they're on. Just scorch the hell out of it and reap benefit while you can and then it's gone. Yeah. Just man ass. Morons. That might save us. No. Oh. Oh, man ass might save us. Yeah. Just man ass. Yeah. Yeah. Help us out, just man ass. Imperfection. I tried a service that only delivers ugly fruits and vegetables, as you and I like to call them, uglies. Mm-hmm. Now I'll never go back. By Ariel Schwartz, Tech Insider. A startup called Imperfect. That's the whole point of this article. I want people to know about this name. Imperfect is aiming to change the common perception of ugly produce by delivering it to your door. I recently tried it, and now I never want to go back. Normally, this box in the cut. Normally, this box of mixed produce would cost 20 bucks at a grocery store, or 35 from a comparable produce delivery service. Imperfect's price? $12. Oof. That sounds like a spiffly pro deal, almost. <laughs> Some of the produce that Imperfect delivered to my door certainly looked slightly off. The peppers were a little bent out of shape, the pears were crooked at the top, and the plums had some strange protrusions. But they weren't bruised, and they tasted as good as anything I'd find at the farmer's market! That's right, Billy Burr. Imperfect. Uglies. Just like everything. There's a lot of... Look! Imperfect. I've seen a lot of uh, innovation activity around the old produce delivery slash food waste slash uglies. Mm-hmm. Uglies. I'm all for it. Remember we were going to have a big ugly project with Yamaya and Connor? Yep, that was back when we were pretending to be a blog. We're still a blog. Eh, we're more a podcast. We are more a podcast. It's easier to bring it to the people this way. <laughs> yeah, we like it. Than painstakingly crafting written copy. <laughs> Full of typos. Yeah. That's the only way to get ahead all in this day All that requisite age. research. Fucking t- <laughs> Yeah. The syrup cartel. That's it? We're done with imperfections, huh? Yeah. I don't, don't get a chance to react. Just all, oh, I been ideating on this for ages you got something to say up on my fucking pedestal bring it saying it's uh it's good shouldn't be wasting quote-unquote imperfect food our obsession with perfection and symmetry it's got to stop look now i know about this going back oh jesus i'm like an asshole again (laughs) sorry um it's a persona quebec farmers center of syrup production set world prices by Chuck Abbott. This is Chuck Abbott. The Canadian province of Quebec produces more than 70% of the world's supply of maple syrup and a government-backed cartel. The Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers controls prices, reports the, reports the New York Times. That's Chuck. He's a bro. He always attributes or attributes. Chuck Abbott. In 1990, the Federation became the only wholesale seller of the province's production, and in 2004, it gained the power to decide who gets to make maple syrup and how much. Farmers are required to sell their syrup through the Federation. The organization fines producers and buyers who do not follow its rules, and in in extreme cases, it seizes a farmer's production. The Federation is unapologetic, is a quote. From who? Somebody. 
The Federation is unapologetic. It defends the system, saying it keeps prices high and stable. The Syrup Cartel. One question leaps to the fore. And it is? How many reporters, how many natural food beat reporters have their own NatchCast audio cue? One. Just one. Yeah, so they're what? There's some, like... Jo- it's, it's kind of insane. Joey Maple Drips fucking telling you you can't, uh, can't grow that, uh, you can't uh, tap that tree right there, buddy. So is it that kind of cartel? I guess Hold they're... On. Wait, it's in Quebec? Joey Maple Drips. <laughs> so, yeah, they're probably not going to sound like they're from Jersey, are they? Zuta Laws, you cannot tap this tree. What are you doing right now? It's not now? sanctioned. It's like a sketch comedy cast, cast real quick. I was singing earlier, now I'm Joey doing some accents. <laughs> Joey Maple Drips. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what a tough guy would be like. So I became aware some of maple this. maple syrup muscle. With the... Um, you became the, aware of this probably eight years ago, right? A couple years ago. Yeah. Maple water, when maple water was becoming a thing. And it's like, oh, where are we going to get the maple? Maple water? Maple? You mean the like maple? the, are you talking the about the syrup. master cleanse? The when the master from. cleanse? Maple water. You can buy maple water now oh. as the next coconut water. They, they tap the trees. They tap that tree? Certain, yep. Over and over. They, yep. Tapping that tree. And I'm a professional. I can get through this. <laughs> you can't roll with the improv section <laughs> I, of the show. I can, can get you? through this. I'm trying to give you some yes and. I think you do it in the uh, shoulder seasons, where it's like freezing and unfreezing, and you get the sap, and it doesn't hurt the tree, and you just leave that tap in there. Mm-hmm. Or you can keep tapping it, I guess. Nah, you don't want to tap it too hard. Don't tap it you too hard. You don't want to put it to sleep. Keep going. And that, you get that out of there, and then you can make maple syrup out of it, or you can put it into a functional water beverage. I guess so. So I became aware there was this, this sort of supply chain that we're going to, who's going to, is Canada going to do this? Or how about New England? Our lovely Vermont forests. Can you certify a whole forest organic and therefore have an organic maple water? This is I didn't know how uh, heavy handed these uh, Quebecois were. I know. This is something the, the Breakfast Consortium needs to be aware of. What is that? The Breakfast Consortium. BC? Yeah, you don't... Gilded Insider has never had pre-lunch meetings with the Breakfast Consortium? Oh, you're talking about my Breakfast Consortium. I don't know what I'm talking about. I I mainly just wanted to say Breakfast Consortium. No, I refer to it as the BBC, the Boulder Breakfast Consortium. Oh, up in Boulder. Yeah, meets once a week. Yeah. So what, do you have to leave at like 5 a.m. in order to get there around (laughs) breakfast time? No. Breakfast starts at 10.30. (laughs) Yeah. Bet it does. So, yeah, great. Syrup cartel. That's fucking cartel cartel and syrup. I did see a video on the New York Times site where they profiled a few of these just guys out in the, not Joey Maple Drips, but Heartland Heartland Maple Syrup Farmer. Like a family, he's tapped. You can see his trees. He's got a little forest. They're tapped. He's got this uh, tube running between them to get the drip. See, maple water seems like, like. They came two years ago and seized everything I've got. Because I won't play by the Federation's rules. That's fucked up. It is a little weird. So the cartel wants to keep supply down so prices remain high. So they must see maple water as a threat too, right? Because that's a way to like market. No. no, I think they're okay with maple water as long as it's their supply chain. And you probably don't need very much maple it's syrup in the use. water. You don't want it to be a right. sticky sweet water. It's another use for their product. So a hint, hint of maple. So I, I bet you the... the the Federation is a great idea to like come together and we'll stabilize the market and prices will go up. Break a few, all, we'll break a few fingers. Get all heavy handed with this shit. Yeah. Some guy out in the woods like making 
200 barrels. I don't know if that's a lot or a little. I'll tell you who's not on board. Rand Paul. <laughs> nope. You ready? You swayed? Yeah. I don't think your man's going to make it. What else do we have? Oh, irradiated natural. We're getting back to the meat. Yeah. Irradiated food sounds like a terrible thing. It's actually really good. Kira Butler, Mother Jones. You know why I'm on this one? Peak natural. Peak natural, huh? Another glimpse of the peak. Here's how it works. Irradiation. At a special irradiation plant, there are just a handful in the United States. Workers zap food with a machine similar to the kind that administers radiation to cancer patients. Okay, that doesn't sound good, but... Most facilities use electron beams, but some irradiate with x-rays or gamma rays. While the dose of radiation is high, it doesn't stay with the food, and workers are protected from it with safety gear and massive concrete walls. (laughs) That doesn't sound as good as it did the first time I read it. Hundreds of studies have proved that irradiation neither, neither, neither adds compounds to food nor takes nutrients away. It can help prevent the foodborne illnesses that sicken 48 million Americans and kill 3,000 every year. Not in that quote. But somewhere else in the article is especially meat. You irradiate it, mm-hmm. you're done. You can cook it to that nice rare. Yeah, they were talking about degree that, that you. There so was some grocery it. store where they like it's rolled out Wegmans irradiated meat, and it did not sell as well as they thought it would. And it was like right at the beginning of grilling season, a little more expensive, not very popular. Now, I mean, but because cons- consumers are afraid of it, because they're afraid of everything that's not. Pastoral. De rigueur natural. Mm. But in fact, you're already eating irradiated products. I'm sure I am. Yeah, you are. On the Tyson diet, you know I am. A third of dried herbs and spices irradiated prevent salmonella. Imported fruits like mangoes and papayas kill invasive insects. They use it in... Oh, here we go. This was good. Several European countries regularly irradiate all kinds of food. The French. Camembert. We cuts down on pathogens from raw milk. South so the Africa, pregnant women can eat it. This is the best one. In South Africa, safari operators eat it. I like this, yeah. Uh, they eat meat. They eat the irradiated meat because it has a long shelf life, even in hot climates. There you go. I wonder why they don't just do jerky. Look. Oh, so I had, I had the marketing in for this irradiated meat. Okay. So no one wants to buy a product that's been radiated, irradiated, irradiation. Doesn't yeah. sound good, right? Well, let me tell but you. But they can one, also do I, it. Hold, hold on. Because the quote is, some people even think their food is going to be radioactive, which is just totally not how this works. No. But <clears throat> it's said that they do sometimes use gamma rays. Gamma radiation. What do you think of when I say gamma radiation? Hulk. You think of Hulk. Hulk is green. It's like natural color. Hulk is your pitch man. Hulk is the pitch man for irradiated meats. Just call them gamma greens. Get your gamma ground beef before Hulk does. The Hulk does every day. Yeah. You want to eat like the Hulk? You want to be swole, a swole bro like the Hulk? There you go. That's it. You so did that's it. that's how you sell. That's how you ideate. Irradiated meat. Peak natural, right? Why, wait, but why, is, the, why is it peak natural? Remind me about... Because you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Oh, right. Get rid of all science. You lose some you, of the benefit. You, oh, you tinkered with it? No good. I don't like it. We're not going to buy it. Product flop at Wegmans. It's radioactive. No, you might actually like this one. <sighs> Fucking consumers are so finicky. Peak natural. You know, where, you know, where, you know peak what this... natural is a synonym for dumb natural, too. Yeah. Mer- 
First world bullshit. Hey, I still bullshit. like natural food, though. I do, too. I just don't like first world bullshit. You know where they don't care about irradiated meat? Places where they're fucking starving. All right. So. Touche. <laughs> It's just such a weird luxury that we have that we yeah, act, we, we have the luxury of bitching about five LaCroix a day. Oh, man. Actually, yesterday I drank three Zevias. <laughs> how many LaCroix? Two. The, I'm going to say LaCroix. I can't go to LaCroix. I know. I like Even La if that's too. right, I'm going LaCroix. The last Zevia was mistaken because I bought lemon lime twist Zevia and the can looks almost identical to this lemon LaCroix. It does? It's just, well, not the same, same hue. Yeah, but not the. And so I reached in the fridge thinking I was going to have that, that one Vice vibe. La, LaCroix, but LaCroix before bedtime, and it turned out to be a Zevia. You had a Zevia before bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> my pre bed Zevia. Yeah. I was doing my shoulder work. I was resistance bands, building up, building that shoulder muscle back up, correcting some of the tissue damage deep in there, drinking, oh. drinking my Zevia. God. Just fucking getting swole. It must be so, It's just great to be you. Watching X Files. That's what I've been doing. God. That's that's my first world solution. Living the dream. Careful. Careful. You're going to throw your shoulder nope, out right now. Nope. It's so strong. I can do this all day. Uh, okay. uh, you know, you want to talk about back pain and chronic pain. Yeah. I'm always down. It sucks. But the I think the only path out is to get as strong as you possibly can. That's it. That's the only thing. Once you get far enough down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, especially with back pain. And you find me. And you I'm just down need there to be, with you. You know what you need to be doing, man? Is some fucking Pilates. Yeah, well, anything. Just stri- insanely strict. Because you do this dance where it's like you don't want to do too much to You can dancing. It. That would be great, too. <laughs> Modern interpretive dance. As long as it's core heavy, Mark, I don't care. One more story, Josh. Yep. This one is called. I'm going to give it to you. Just <laughs> kick it off. This, is an, this article is in, a, it's in a, a print magazine called This is Fly Magazine. It's a fly fishing magazine. Oh. Published out of Michigan, I believe. And I don't have a copy of the magazine. The article is called Big Winfield Brown by Joseph Pondrad. Oh, that's a great name. That's a bullshit I bet that guy's a, I bet that guy's a pro. Bullshit. Uh, yeah. Pond, that's fake. It is. You know what this podcast's about. Full transparency. Full transparency. You Coming right at you. This is fucking you. This is you. It is me. Oh, Jesus. My friend. So my friend Courtney. We're going to cover your own article? Yeah, nepotistic, man. My friend Courtney. Because I got some articles we could cover. Courtney uh, is founding member, Southside Church Billy D. But he has a side project called Dry Fly Armory. Oh, I have a great shirt. Yep. Dry Fly. I have a great hat. Dry Fly? Dry Fly. It's a bit of a tongue twister now that I think about it. Dryflyarmory.com. Dry Fly. Dry Fly. Dry Fly. Dry Fly Armory on the Instagram, I think. Dry Fly. But this is Fly Magazine. Who's Justin Spins? If Dryfly Armory had, uh, is he a like pro? A, is he like the pro rep? He'd be their rep. I don't know that he's a pro rep. I don't think they're a pro fisherman. Re- well, there are pro. He fishermen. reps hard in the sense that he fishes like. That's constantly. why I'm asking. He's always on a river. No, the guy's a genius. With product shots of fancy knives. Oh, he's one of my favorite dudes. I went to high school with him. Did you? He's amazing. God, I just can't get out of he, your circle. He's great. He lives with his mom. And he's turned her backyard into this just... This is the guy! Picture perfect Japanese garden. Oh, I've yeah. Talked, I've told you about Justin before. He's awesome. But yeah, he collects lots of knives and cool firearms and stuff. Oh, Telling that, you what, zom- I don't know. if that, that sounds dangerous. Zombie apocalypse hits. 
You can choose whether you want to go on your own way or follow me over to Justin's house. Is that? All I right. think I know what you're going to pick for the well-being of your family. You want a shotgun or two? We're going to be all swole from our irradiated meat. <laughs> and our aggressive Pilates regimen? Yeah. So anyway, this, this is Josh Fly... Josh goes oh boy. ghost fishing in This Is Fly magazine, written by himself under a pseudonym. Joseph Ponrad. Can pretty, pretty see if you can unearth the pun. Ponrad? Who am I? Who, who am I? What writer? What Conrad. Famous, oh, Joseph Conrad, oh. Heart of Darkness. You can't get one past this guy. And it is kind of a Heart of Darkness tale, actually. <laughs> so wait, is this just a fake story? Well, no. What it is is Courtney, uh, I think This Is Fly magazine, contacted him. They liked Dry Fly Armory, which is what they do is they, they make like T-shirts and hats and stickers. It's we, just like, we need all of those things. Yeah, it's cool shit to wear while you're fishing because there's not a lot make, of like... What are we going to do when we get our... We're getting a check from Dirty Lemon. We're going to get hats. Let's not, let's, uh, oh, I, I, oh, that's all right. You can mention them. We like them. What? Well, why wouldn't we mention <laughs> I them? I have this weird thing in my mind, like you can't mention the sponsor ex- except in their episode. No, there are no rules, Mark. That's why we're doing this. Yep. And Good. that's why we're doing it exceedingly Keep well. Keep me loose. I appreciate that. So anyway, this is Fly Magazine. They, they like dry fly armory stuff. They're like, Hey man, you should like write an article for us. And Courtney asked me if I could help him. I'm like, sure, man. What do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know. They want me to just like tell a story or something. I don't know. So I met, he took me out to lunch. We had oysters. And he told me this, uh, this crazy ass story about this giant brown trout that they were trying to catch and how they spent all day trying to get it. And then as they had given up and it was like the dead of night, they were going back to their truck. Some random guy came across their path and was like, Bruh. I, I saw something. I saw a big fish messing about up somewhere. And so then they, <laughs> they, no, they ran back and went fishing again. This is a tall tale. I know what this I is. I beefed it up. Yeah. But that's how fishing stories are, right? Okay, you, you catch a six foot or a six inch fish. You, you extend your hands to a foot when you talk about how big it was. Uh, some right? guys do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fish slash penis size <laughs> inflected tail here. View home Powerball. 1,000 so, bucks a straw. So, <laughs> Yeah, so I made up some characters. I'm just going to read a few selections because it's a fun little article. Because you like to hear your own stuff. You do. And you can go to thisisfly.com backslash issue 53 underscore five dot HTML if you really want to. <laughs> it's one of those like magazine view things. Oh. It's like you're flipping through a digital magazine. I'll bet, I'll bet Make you your just... way to page 92. Oh, boy. Yoshi craned his neck and motioned over his shoulder to a spot on the riverbank. Oh. I waded over in that direction, not expecting to see much evidence of anything. No. But as I approached the river's edge, I saw that the tall grass was matted down. Mm. There were little speckles of blood on some of the blades and a few tufts of light brown fur blowing in the breeze. You want to know more, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please give me more. Uh, I think Courtney mentioned that sometimes these big trout will actually eat mice. Um, I think they'll eat them if they fall into the river. Yeah, that would be one prerequisite. Right. But me not knowing that, my mind went to like, oh, you mean they like jump out of the <laughs> fucking water and just snatch him off the riverbanks? And he's like, well, no, but I was like, bam, there's embellishment number one. So this trout is a mythical trout. So it doesn't just eat ones that's developed a taste for mouse blood. God, we're going. This is another road trip with you. It jumps out How of the water. This is going to be. Yeah. Snatches him off the fucking riverbed. Oh, off the edge Tyson of the river, river's story. edge. Excuse me. Yeah. If there was ever an, an audio cue for Tyson's story, it would be like. Five minutes long, the queue. Like, <laughs> the queue would be. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like a little mini stop. symphony. Yep. Never stop. The stranger blinked. So now that I've given you some run up, right, you know about the encounter of this it's weird s- stranger. Mythical stranger. The stranger blinked. 
sucked on his beer, and then spoke again. Big old brown fish, causing all kinds of ruckus in the water, driving them females mad, tearing up smaller, smaller boy fish, making all manner of racket. I think you need to work on the accent. You, this guy is like... That's not quite right. You don't know about this guy. I think he needs to be a little bit more off-kilter. I'll try again. The stranger blinked, sucked on his beer, and then spoke again. Big old brown fish causing all kinds of ruckus in the water. No. That's too like, too like, Nolans. In, like mentally unstable. Unstable. Big old brown fish no, causing all, all kinds right, of ruckus going, in the water. Okay, you don't like it. That's fine. Then big Yoshi. Old, big old brown fish causing all kinds of ruckus in the water. Ooh, I like that. There you go. You show me what you got. Oh, <laughs> you come on over here. Then Yoshi did something I'd never seen him do before. He turned Big Brown around. That's the fish? Yeah, he's finally caught the fish. So that they were face to face. As he gazed at the thing, the fish began to rumble. Its big mouth unhinged and with a wet cough that sounded like a hot tub jet sputtering on. The fish cough? Mm Mm-hmm. Big Brown spit a half-digested mouse carcass into Yoshi's face. (laughs) The dead rodent bounced off of Yoshi's cheek and he yelped, dropping the fish into the water. Big Brown splashed down and quickly disappeared, leaving Yoshi frozen in time and space, muttering to himself. You're not gonna say scene. <laughs> yeah, the end. It's like I'm in the. It's like I'm in Iowa City at the Iowa <laughs> Writers Workshop. It is. It's like you've taken and, a road and trip. David Foster Wallace has just <laughs> dropped this manuscript on us. Infinite fish. <laughs> or no, infinite cast. Because <laughs> you just that would actually be a good name for kind of the the fly fishing meta novel, Infinite Cast. Fucking can't stop ideating. Mm-mm. Can't even try to stop ideating. Why would you? Nope. But yeah, it's like you've taken a road trip with me to Iowa City and now are sitting in. Because it's that extended of a journey, right? It's that drawn out. Always. That belabored. Every time. Every time. Another one done. Fuck yeah. Bull semen. Mouse carcasses coughed up by fish. You, get, you give Hulk, the people what they want. Hulk. <laughs> Swole cores. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? That good? We got Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. No, that was Natchcast, episode 23, brought to you by Spiffly. If you're a natural industry pro or just look like one, head over to spiffly.is. Log in, start getting some deals. Get those gluten-free pancakes. Get, uh, what do they say? Dog treats to look pretty good. But you know what they really need to get? Maybe maybe this is already under underway and I don't know, but Vega. I might even be pronouncing it wrong, but my, my, my bar, my protein bar of choice. I just spent $30 on a box of 12 of them. If you could get that price point down for me, Spiffly. Then, uh, then we really got something. That's a that's a, a beautiful relationship. Or no, a beautiful friendship. How's that thing go? I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. That is a terrible Humphrey Bogart. Kid, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. Oh, that's just so bad. So bad. <laughs>